The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world, George's Box. Welcome back to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. And it's a good day to be a Yankee fan. We have a full roster. Pitchers and catchers. I mean, you're listening to this on Wednesday. Pitchers and catchers are there today. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. We're back. This is a big, big milestone if you're a diehard baseball fan. Have you changed your hair? I got a haircut last week. You're very it, observant. It looks more slicked back. Thanks. It's some, well, sometimes I gel it before the show. Sometimes I just let it ride. It just depends. What kind of mood I'm in. Right now, you look like a guy who says he can get really good Coke, but, like, it stinks. It's not that good. It's, it gives you a headache. Damn, you're right. I do. <laughs> you do. Well, I can't. I can't do that, but I can give you great baseball content. So I guess I since we're talking um visuals, at the end of last podcast, I threw out there, like, we need some help. And a bunch of people reached out. And if you didn't hear from me, that means you reached out because I didn't reach out. I didn't respond to anyone yet. Give us like another like two weeks. I'm moving. Yes, yes. I'm moving. And I just said that at the end of the podcast, like kind of high. And it's like, just let us like sort through some stuff. I'm, I'm moving as you're listening to this. So wanted to say that, but, um, yeah, man, you're looking dapper with your haircut, but yeah, it looks like your buddy who has really good Coke. Like not only is his Coke not good, but he's going to try to fuck someone's girlfriend. It's baking powder mixed with meth mixed with yeah whatever else. Right. Uh, yeah, but l- let's get into it. We've been busy. The Yankees have been busy since the last time we've recorded three signings uh, within the past week. Fa- fairly significant. We'll start with Justin Wilson. Uh, they signed him. The funniest thing about this is nobody knows how much the contract is. Two million, three million, four million. We're not sure yet. He's a former Yankee. We had him in 2015. At the end of 2015, we traded him away for Chad Green and Luis Sessa. Now they'll all be in the same bullpen together. But he's 33. He had like a 3-6 ERA last year. Throws 95. I really like it because he's a lefty that's not married to an inning. Britton will be married to the eighth. Chapman's married to the ninth. But he's a lefty that we can kind of deploy at any time. I really like this. We complained about the bullpen being thin, and it's not thin anymore. 
So I like it. I like the flexibility. The one thing that has made me probably the most happy is I haven't seen anyone being like, this is it, killer bullpen. Like, we always have the best bullpen. We all, you know, and it it never pans out that way. Someone gets injured. Someone can't deliver. You know, whatever it may be. Um, I mean, even Adovino, who we didn't even talk about last time that he got traded. Sucks to be you. Imagine growing up your whole life being a Yankee fan. Getting the sign with the Yankees and then getting traded to Boston because you threw a fucking flat slider in 2019 and just haven't looked back. What's your line? Look at the Empire State Building and start pissing down. Is like that was him. Yeah, Javier Vasquez. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if 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 this guy looks at the Empire State Building and pisses down his leg, maybe don't sign him. Maybe don't trade for him again. But yeah, yeah we were, and we were complaining that we only had three guys that we could trust. And now I feel like we have five with the addition of him and O'Day. Like, that's five guys that we can put into high-leverage spots and feel decent about. Yeah. I mean, we one or two of them will ruin that trust. That's baseball, Susan. But, yeah, I like it. It's not a, you know, we we are excited about it as Yankee fans. You see that chatter. But I'm not seeing, like, chatter around the league. Not, you know, like, when we signed Adovino, people were like, oh, man, they got Adovino. Like, no one cares, and I feel like that's going to work out better for us. Yeah, he's under the radar. He's, you know, pitched for the Mets the past two seasons. He's pitched, obviously, for us in 2015. So the New York thing's not an issue. The familiarity thing's not an issue. So, yeah, I think he's going to fit in fit in well. And, and like I said, it's nice to have a kind of a lefty-type specialist guy that you can bring in in the fifth inning with two outs. Whereas with Britain, you kind of had to wait till the seventh or eighth. So I do think it gives Boone a little bit more flexibility. And let's face it, he kind of needs it because he is not the best with managing the bullpen. Yeah, if he has a guy that he can rely on to really just be like, hey, go, just go, you know, whatever it is. It's the fifth inning. It's the fourth inning. Whatever it is, like a high leverage situation, um, you know, almost like a Terry Francona type thinking. I don't want him getting crazy with that because he'll get fucking lost. You yeah, know? yeah, for sure. Next thing you know, it's Keep like, it oh, two outs in the fifth. Let's bring in Stanton give up the DH. <laughs> you know, like, let's think outside the box here. So I like it. I like the flexibility it gives us. It does not make us, you know, far and away the greatest bullpen of all time. Guys still have to earn their keep. They still have to prove themselves. But, yeah, like you said, we have five guys who, you know, as long as it's not the bottom of an inning on the road in the playoffs, we feel trust, you know, we can bring them in. That was a dig exactly. at Chapman. Yeah. <laughs> When it's not a tie game. And we've had these guys that we've talked about, the Nick Nelsons, the Lawiza guys. Like, we don't want to have to know who these people are and rely on them in the eighth inning of a big game. I'm tired of us having just pudgy-faced blondes in the <laughs> fucking – like, that's all we had last year. It was like we had three guys with the same haircut. It's like the guys at Barcelona. How everyone at Barcelona has the same haircut. They all go to Fleischman. It was the same thing. It's like all these guys go to Fleischman, and then it's just like – and you guys are eating too much salty stuff because you're retaining water in your face. Baby face too. Yeah. Very like baby face looking. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is exactly what, what Nick Nelson is. And, and look, it's not a sexy splash, but th- at this point in the off season, you're just looking for depth, looking for depth pieces. I'm also like, here's the thing. When you're in the bullpen, like you jog in from the bullpen. Besides that, you don't run at all. So I don't need you to be young and athletic. Like that's, you know, we were trying to be like the, the young team, which is great. You want a young shortstop. You want young outfielders. Bullpen, give me a fucking veteran. Uh, and th- and that's what I'm here for. So let's do that. One-year deal, 33. Another veteran they signed to a, a one-year deal who's 33, Jay Bruce. 
Now, this is a minor league deal. Can't we'll believe he's 33 years old. I know. I thought he was 50. Gun in the head. <laughs> All right. If you were like, what's up with Jay Bruce? One, I'm like, he still plays. Okay. Okay. 37. Maybe 38. Younger than me? No. I was going to guess 38, too. He was on those Reds teams that used to make the playoffs with Votto, like 2010, 2011, 2012. I guess he must have been a rookie maybe in 2010, but I could have sworn that he was 37, 38. I, I was shocked. And he hit that home run against us, 2017 game two of the ALDS off D-Rob that, that tied it, that massacre loss that we had in Cleveland. That, that's really the only thing I remember about him. And I do remember he homered off Cole last year uh, for the Phillies when we played them. But look, he's an extreme fly ball hitter at Yankee Stadium left-handed. I'll take a flyer on him. Yeah, I mean, listen, Mike Ford's not great. I'm not saying that he's bad, but like, you know, he's not a starter for a reason. You know, we're hoping he's had some magic in the, uh, you know, pinch hitting roles, which has been great. He's from Princeton, grew up around, you know, it's all nice stuff. And that is all beautiful until I need someone to get in the box, you know, eight <laughs> so you times need, a week. So you need somebody to produce. <laughs> yeah. Till I need a baseball player to play baseball. Mike Ford's the fucking man. But what, like, Maybe Bruce doesn't make the team. Maybe Ford takes that spot. You don't really also have to worry too much about the backup first base spot when you've got DJ on the roster. So it's like, you know, take a flyer. You get to be the big bopper if you, you know, if you can find your way into the lineup. Voight's always got a hurt foot. Um, and I feel like, you know, there's going to be a point where he's got a nagging injury. He plays through his nagging injuries more than other people, I feel like, on the team. But like there could be an opportunity. Yeah. I mean everyone. There but there could be an opportunity for him to just, you know, for him to go big fly to you know, left field. I mean we had um oh who the fuck did we have a couple years ago? Spanish guy, started with an M, broke his leg jumping on home plate. Kendrys like, Morales. Yeah, we had him for twenty minutes. <laughs> like it could be that. We could do that again. Like whatever. He's also a guy where would it shock you if everybody gets hurt and this guy ends up playing a hundred games and hits twenty homers? That wouldn't shock me at all. No. Like this is a guy that in a fucked up way that they could end up relying on way too much. Yeah. Dude, Jay Bruce could not make the team. Jay Bruce could be an all star. Yes, no, very well said. Yeah, and like for n- no money on a minor league deal, like, yeah, go out there and see what the fuck we got. Maybe he plays decent and Cashman trades him. You like it's options. It's I'm all about having options. I'm all about Cashman having options. Uh, and when I say options, I mean within the organization, not options on like the lineup every day. I just want the same nine guys like every day for a month. And the fact that he's a lefty helps. Like we don't have any left-handed hitters. No. Like at all. It was no. it him and Ford and I mean they don't even have Gardner as of now. It's just it's just them two. Yeah. So, you know, um yeah, it's a good move. I didn't, again, would never, I never thought about him. I never saw a rumor of Jay Bruce to any team, anywhere, because I assumed that he probably died of COVID in a nursing home because he was 50. <laughs> old. I can't believe he's 33. He's 33. Right? Just a spry 33. I hope he go, I hope he steals 20 bags this year. You think he stole 20 bags in his whole career? Let's find no, out. I'll guess, I'll guess 13. You think he has 13 stolen bases in his career? Yeah. I can't wait to find out. Pick A-Rod's number. Oh, man. Let's see. Stolen bases, 
career? 65. What? I guess when he was younger, like I said, on those 2010s Reds teams, he in two thousand eight, starting in two thousand eight, he had four, three, five, eight, nine, seven, twelve in twenty fourteen. Wow, he came up in two thousand and eight. Yeah, well, I'm he doing played a, so. He's what, like twenty? He played a hundred. He was twenty one. He played a hundred and eight wow. games in two thousand eight. So because he came up pretty young, that's why we think he's thirty eight. Because he's yeah, because he's yeah. been around for fucking ever. <laughs> he's been around for. Him and Sean Casey are pretty much like they went to yeah. elementary school together in my mind because of the Reds playing first base, being doofy looking. Who was the guy on the White Sox who always wanted to bring his son around? LaRoche? Uh, yes. Adam LaRoche. I, I kind of lump him in with those two too. Oh man, Adam LaRoche. What a fuck. Oh, I got to bring my son Drake around. Oh, sorry. We're at work. Yeah, right. You know? Dude, if you worked at a Sunoco, you don't get to bring your kid to pump gas. Dude, he wanted all this sympathy, too, as a guy with $30 million or whatever, as if we're supposed to feel bad for him. And that is, that's around – Chris Sale stuck up for him big time and then cut up, like, the vintage oh, – the, yeah. the throwback. That's why, like, when Chris Sale's arm died, I'm – fuck you. I don't care. I don't feel he's bad for him. I've, yeah. I've always Nobody him, likes obviously. him. He was nope. a per, He's a perfect Red Sox because I hate him already. Yes. Um. Yeah. Fuck those guys. But yeah, no, I mean, Jay Bruso, let's see what you got. Let's see. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see for moves like this, because we talk about, you know, Tyler Wade being a hamstring away from being a starting shortstop for the Yankees, and we look for Cashman to make, to find someone at the end of spring training, like find a veteran infielder. We've talked about it for two years now. I don't know. I mean, obviously last year was a totally different situation. And I don't know how many of those guys are going to be available because it, you know, spring training is going to be different this year. There's going to be less minor leaguers around, less organizational depth ready to go in the middle of April. So bringing in these guys, guys like this on a flyer on a minor league deal and let them go out there and try to earn a spot. I'm with it. I'm with it big time. And he's not a great fielder, but in Yankee Stadium, if Judge gets hurt, he could play a little bit of right field, you know, yeah. a small park for a little bit. But I mean, I'm definitely, you know, not having Gardner, and we'll talk about the luxury tax, but not having Gardner when you know Hicks is going to go down at some point, you know Judge is going to go down at some point, and you know Stan's going to go down at some point. That's, that worries me because I don't like Talkman as my, my backup center fielder. That, that, I'm not very comfortable with The that. Tyler way to the outfield. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and he's, he hits in some spots. We fall in love with like, he'll have like a two home run game against the Red Sox when we're eight games up. And then he'll hit another home run against Cleveland in like the sixth inning when we were down by one. It's a two run home run. We win the game by six, but people are just like, <laughs> you know, fucking the sock man, which is the worst nickname in baseball. It's so dumb. People love this guy though and they rave about his defense. Like I, I think he's an okay fielder, but people talk about him like he's Mookie Betts out there. It's you know, the it's my Bud Light theory. It's the Bud Light theory. It's the only reason people like Tyler Wade. Like he's a young, good looking guy. He's got some dark characteristics and fucking people think like, oh, I could probably have a beer with that guy. Like that's like Jake over, you know, at John Boy, like he him and Tyler Wade are dating. Or you know, like they're like best friends. I think they live yeah. together. 
the 161 guys, I told them straight there. I was like, you guys don't like, I've turned them on Tyler Wade <laughs> so much that now we, I did their, um, uh, roll calls, roll calls. I did the Tyler Wade one and Tyler Wade commented like ma- mad at them because it's just like, let's just be real. I don't like any of these guys unless they're hidden. Right. No, for sure. And I do think it's the be like, they'll look at the roster and be like, okay, who's the one guy on this roster that'll maybe hang out with me? Where the answer is zero of them, none of them. But it's like, oh, which one's the closest? Dude, what? All right. Let's say you walk into a bar and Mike Talkman's there. Just hanging out, like approachable too. It's not like he's out on a date or anything like that. The fuck do you even talk to Mike Talkman about? Yeah, we don't hey, have a lot in common. Hey, you're on the Yankees. I like the Yankees. I like 24 Yankees more than you. But you're the one that's here. But, it's like, it's like but here you are. Like you're the one here. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking 2 a.m. Talkman. That should be his his nickname. Instead of the sock man. What a week. Does he even wear high socks? He does, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, no. Um, pr- pr- pretty over him. Another guy that we signed really under the radar and a guy that I can't stand, Robinson Chirinos. So this is the motherfucker that after game four of the 2019 ALCS where me and you were there freezing our asses off watching Tanaka get blown out against the Astros and some fans left in the ninth inning because we were down, I think, eight to three and, and the game was over and he like ripped Yankee fans in his post game, you know, post game media session for no reason. And now we're bringing this guy in. Look, if we're going to bring in an Astro, I was fine with bringing in Cole. He's amazing. Or can it be one of the good guys? But we're bringing in one of these pricks that sucks. I, I hate this. No, nah, you know what it is, though? Like, talk all that shit. I don't care. Because, like, at least that means he cares. Like, if you're going to talk shit to us, that's good. That's because, you you know, you give a fuck about the, you know, the, you know, what goes on. If, listen, we've talked about it at length. Gary Sanchez stinks. And he's not the guy for Cole. Maybe he turns it around, but I don't think so with Cole. And Higgy, nice guy. Sweet guy. I'd have a beer with him before Talkman. <laughs> but. You need to make a who would we have a beer with list, like an accurate one. Yeah, probably none of them. I like, I have no interest in, like, I've gone out with Clint. Nice guy. We talked about other shit because he hadn't been called up yet just talked about life oh dude hey you came up we were out with Derek fisher who's now with the blue jays he was on the astros um and like you know we just shot the shit about like whatever but like once you put on the pinstripes like what else am i going to talk to you about exactly now can you imagine beat like seeing dj at a bar how hard it would how difficult it would be to have a conversation I'd be like, yeah. where's the batting cage in this bar? Yeah. Are we at Sluggers in Chicago? <laughs> yeah. Like, did this, I'm sorry, I thought it was at a bar. Am I at a family go-kart ski ball <laughs> batting cage facility that also has Bud Lights? He probably doesn't go, yeah, he probably doesn't go to traditional bars. He probably only goes to like arcade. Plus he's bars. like, what, how old is he? Uh, 32. He's not going to a fucking bar. He's 32, he's married. The fuck is he going to a bar for? There's nothing. Not. Yeah. But like you give me Chirinos, like him and Cole have a little bit of a relationship, right? Cole liked throwing to him in Houston. Yeah. Which is obviously 80, I'm sure 90% of the reason for the signing was that. So it gives us another option besides Higgy. Like Higgy may not start the season in the major leagues. And you know what? We're a better team if that's the situation. 
I agree with that. The other thing nobody's talking about, we know Gary's injury prone. He goes on the aisle every year. Higgy is also injury prone. He had an uh, oblique injury in 19. I also think he went on the aisle at some point in 18. So he's not like a iron man himself. So you have two injury prone catchers and you know, so it's going to be insurance. I believe this was also a minor league deal, essentially no money, 500 K or whatever the minimum is. So do you think he makes the team? I think. Uh, I think it's going to be a battle. I think it's a competition. He could go anywhere from not making the team at all to like he could be the opening day. He could, he could start opening Cole day for the on, on April first. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he could also catch April second because who knows what the fuck we're going to get from Gary? Because as much as I don't put a lot into the um, oh, this guy's really mashing batting practice pitches in the Dominican Republic or wherever the fuck you know people go. I'm not seeing any more of those from Gary, though. Like, he's been quiet. He's been quiet this offseason. The same thing well, you said quiet about Bruce. Since he got cock slapped by fucking Cashman. He did. But what you said about Bruce, how he could not make the team or he could be an all-star, that's how I feel about Gary. He could hit 120 and do nothing, or he could hit 38 homers, and, and neither would surprise me. Yeah, he could be. Yeah, I mean, Gary Sanchez, and I hope he does. But, like, I don't know. That's like me expect like I hope my wife comes home with a friend tonight. <laughs> but you know what? I've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of games of experience to know that's probably not happening. Yeah, different between hoping for something and expecting something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, I think this should be like a high school competition. You know, you the three of you guys are here. Let's duke it out. I wouldn't name a starter, I wouldn't name a backup. I you know, the three of you guys are going for two roster spots. And we'll see who comes out on top. Like, let's get some of that old school competition. I think we're going to see that in the back of the rotation, like we've talked about with Montgomery, Herman, and Davey. Like, let's just duke it out. I don't want them to name starters where they don't have to. Yeah. I mean, and he, you know, he hit 162 last year, which is better than Gary Sanchez. <laughs> That's sad. And he picked it up in the second half with the Mets. So, yeah, let's see. I mean, he's a veteran. He's not going to get in any trouble off the field being, fuck, you know, be 37 years old. Let's see if him and Cole click and, you know, they just have a, a silly goose time. And let's, I, I'm all for the competition, especially coming off of last year. And I'm not talking about like specific, like Gary's performance. I'm just saying last year as a whole, it's a weird season. You can't let people get comfortable. No one can rest on their 2019 laurels. No one can rest on 2020, no matter what you did. Like Luke Voigt was the home run leader. Guess what? Don't care. You know, because it was such a weird season and you would have missed half the season with a foot injury if it was a regular season. Now let's see what everyone did in the offseason. Let's get out there and let's start playing some baseball. No, I'm ready. And you know what's weird about last year? We had the batting champion and we had the home run champion and it like barely registered with me. Yeah. Like, uh, that's kind of cool. Cause it's just like, yeah, cause we played a, a lengthy travel ball season. Yeah. Couple you know? tournaments, yeah. couple weekend Fourth of July tournaments, that's, sweating yeah, your ass off. That's all we did. That's all last season was. Now it's time to play real baseball. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And yeah, they're at two hundred and four million right now. Assuming that this, you know, the Wilson deal is going to come out, that that was three million or whatever it is, that hasn't been announced yet. But assuming they're at two hundred four, the limit's two ten. Like, is Gardy coming back? Is Gardy here on April first? Is Brett Gardner worth six million dollars? I would say no. Like, 
So there's a point where it's like, okay, this is, it'd be, the difference between the Yankees winning a World Series and not is not Brett Gardner. If it is, I mean, so many things have gone wrong for it to come back to that. Like he is 37. He's going to be 38. He made, what do you make? 12 million last year? 8 million last year? He made 8 million last year, but he got a $2 million buyout. So he got $10 million last year. If he'll come in on like a, a million, if he'll play for a million dollars, two million dollars, sign the contract. I'm fine with it. With no promises of playing time, no attitude towards not getting the playing time, no like I'm used to playing every day. If you only play once, twice a week and you stink in that time, you can't blame it on reps. Blame it on the reps in previous years that didn't get you, you know, that got you in this position to not be finishing out a 10 year contract. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, if they'll, but like, I don't know, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm ready to move on to a certain extent. Like, I don't know, you know, whoever it is that's, you know, maybe at the AAA level, let them get the shot. Let them get that once a week. Let that, you know, or Jay Bruce. Cause Gardner is not like, Gardner plays great defense. He can look lost at the plate. Um, his, when things aren't going well for him, he becomes a distraction. In 2019, with the bat shit, he became a distraction over time. And it's only going to get worse because the injury, because the performance isn't going to get much better. I mean, he's a guy who hit, I know it's a weird season. He had 223 last year. He had 250 the year before. I don't know. Maybe Jay Bruce can get it done. He's not a great hitter, and you got to think about what it does for Clint, right? Because if I do bring him back at a million dollars, it's not a competition. I'm telling him, Clint Frazier is our starting left fielder. You're the fourth outfielder. Like, this can't be, is it Clint's time? Is it Clint's time? We've been doing this for four years. Just give him the job. Yeah, you're not competing with Clint for a spot. You're competing with Jay Bruce. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know? It, It is what it is. Like, you're competing with Jay Bruce because our outfield is Aaron Judge, Aaron Hicks. I don't like having two Aarons in the outfield. Uh, and an Aaron manager. We have a lot of Aarons. Yeah. I just don't like the double A. Yeah, it's a little much. It, yeah. It insists upon itself. Um, so, and then you've got Clinton left field. Now you've also got Mike Talkman. You've got, um, Jay Bruce, who can maybe play. Tyler Wade can play some outfield. Who knows? Who knows where Miguel Andujar is going to end up, but he's potentially also possibly an outfielder. I'm just saying you have all this stuff. Like you can let Brett Gardner go for nothing, cost you nothing. You don't really lose anything. Maybe, you know, maybe he signs somewhere else and then like, you know, it hurts someone's feelings. Like someone's going to cry because he won a world series three decades ago. Yeah. But, you have the opportunity to turn the page, let these guys have like a healthy competition without any of the extra history. Cause the, you know, the argument against that is like, well, why can't Brett just be in the competition as well? Because it's not an, a level playing field. Cause the media is going to spin it because a lot of our fuck boy fans are going to be like, well, I really like Brett. He he fucks his at the, at the bleacher creatures. <laughs> Dude, the, the sentimentality 
portion of our fan base is nauseating. I'm seeing, oh, we should bring back David Robertson. Are you fucking kidding me? The guy's 35. He didn't pitch in 2020. I think he pitched maybe six awful innings in 19. He was bad at the end of 18. Like, we, we just can't let it go. We're like, some of our fans are like guys that just can't stop texting their ex. Like, please let it go. Let it go. Yeah, I mean, I'll bring back Robertson on a million dollars. That's my price for everyone, a million dollars. Cause you need that. The thing is right now we have a six, we have six million dollars and that six million dollars has to go, like we need that for call-ups. We need that for trades. Like if Jay Bruce makes the team, he has to make a, you know, a certain amount of money. If Chirinos makes it, I think it's like a million and a half. Yeah. So you need that, like you need flexibility. But do they need a middle infielder, man? And I know we like I'm a broken record, but what the fuck? Like we have nobody else in the minors. There's nobody else around that can come up and play backup shortstop. I can't believe we're doing the Tyler Wade thing again. And look, this isn't oh he might play in a couple games. He played in 51 out of the 60 games. 84 percent of games. Everyday player. He you know that's what 100 and that'd be 140 games. 140. <laughs> Oh my god! Like he is gonna play. I did his roll call. I did his Dude, roll he's call. He's gonna play 110 games, and I'm gonna kill myself. Oh, he's gonna play 100 games. And so, like, that's also that's what you need that six million dollars yes. for. Use it for that. Use you, it for a middle like infielder. to find some trash heap, anything that's not Tyler Wade. I just don't see where, from a baseball sense, if you, I get the sentimentality of like Brett Gardner's been there for forever. You know, he was our center fielder, but. Brett Gardner, you you can't look at this team and go, you know what we're missing? <laughs> Fucking thirty eight year old outfielder. <laughs> who yeah, had two, no, who hit two twenty last year and was no, a distraction yeah. the year before, hitting two fifty. Yeah, we need a we need a middle infielder. If you're going to spend any of that money, the thing the thing about saving it for the deadline is the past two deadlines we've done nothing. So I'm not like I'm not going to save that money in bank that everybody's like oh Ninja Cash has got a deadline move up his sleeve because he usually doesn't and we're probably not going to do anything at the deadline anyway so I'd rather get a middle infielder for whatever two three million now. If you told me he was working out, I would take Barry Bonds off the street over Brett Gardner. Oh, hundred percent. And Barry Bonds is like seventy. Oh yeah, he's as old as I thought Jay Bruce was. <laughs> Dude, I wanted him in '08. They yeah. Were, they're, 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 when yeah. just know when he got blackballed? Yeah. What are we doing here? It was the last year at uh, old Yankee Stadium. I was thinking like this could be fun. <laughs> this could be a blast. Bombs into yeah, the short porch. Oh my god. Yeah. Have you seen the video where he hit? He hits a ball at the old Yankee Stadium for the Giants onto the old upper deck way yeah. up, and John Miller's like, "It's all on the way to New Jersey." Yeah. Jersey's the other direction there, John. But yeah. you know, he's an old man. It all works. So yeah, no, we'll see what happens with the tax. They're, they're at 204. They're probably done. I still think they find a way to work something out with, with Guardy by April 1st, but like I'm also like bored base of conversation too with everybody. Uh, like, here's a narrative that I've seen a little bit on Twitter that I do like is the Dodgers are at like 250 million and people are like, look at them. Good for them going for it. Where was that anytime? The Yankees were ruining baseball. Anytime the Yankees, it turns out from 2002 until 2019, every other team was actually playing for free and the Yankees were the <laughs> only ones paying players. Like for forever, we were the monsters. People, they, the Red Sox signed Pablo Sandoval for seven years, a billion dollars. And they were like, you guys try to buy all your championships. 
Dude, we're just held to it. We're held to a different standard. Everybody, everybody hates the Yankees. But yeah, we had, dude, we had a $250 million payroll in like 2005. I mean, that'd be, yeah. uh, I don't know. What's that? A $350 million yeah. payroll today? We won the 96 now. World Series with that. Uh, but it also, it goes to like, so I like that people have called that out because it's bullshit. Um, I wish we would just go ham over the luxury tax, but like if we don't, everyone's going to convince themselves it's because Trevor's story is, you know, warming up <laughs> for us. Um, but at the same time, it also, I feel like this offseason was just like an awakening in terms of that stuff. And you can't tell me, I mean, last year when we talked about it, people were like, the Red Sox, the Indians would never trade Lindor for Judge. Cause like you said, it's down like, Oh, you could just, if it's any other team, you can get Nolan Arenado, you get Francisco Lindor, all you gotta do is send over a bag of scuffed baseballs. Not even, not even fresh ones. Yeah. Scuffed. That, that reminds me, and this has been going on, this has been going on for decades. I remember after the 2003 season, we wanted Kurt Schilling from the Diamondbacks, and they asked for Alfonso Soriano coming off a 40-40 season, getting MVP votes, and Nick Johnson, who was a good prospect at the time. And, you know, we said no, obviously. And then they gave him to the Red Sox for nothing. Yeah. Nothing. And, and I think that always happens. It happened with Cole and the Astros. I think we offered Clint or we offered Andujar or whoever, and they took away le- – the Pirates took away lesser package from Houston. This always happens to us. And, and when we see with Arenado or whoever, it drives me nuts. There's a Yankee tax. It is, man. It's real. It's real. And I get it, though. I don't blame these people. Fucking do it. Don't trade us anyone. We'll figure it out. Hopefully, man. Hopefully. One of our one of our boys is going to be finally inducted into the Hall of Fame after waiting an extra year. Um, but it looks like it's going to be it's going to be virtual on TV. I guess there'll be a few people there inside, um, but not going to be a real Hall of Fame ceremony. You know, what, what are your thoughts there? So I used to be a child. And when I was a child, I cared a lot about this stuff. Right. I mean, when Jeter retired, I was like, all right, well, obviously I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. Now you take COVID out of it. You take all that stuff out of it. There is a 0% chance that I would go to a baseball hall of fame. Why would I drive up to Cooperstown, New York in the middle of July to sit in a field to see a thing <laughs> that I could see on TV? And now I'm staying. And then when this is all done, I have to drive probably an hour to the closest hotel that has availability. So I saw people upset about this and I just, you have other things in your life to worry about. I don't know who you are, whoever's concerned about this, but there you've got other shit to worry about. And, you know, yeah, it'd be cool if like, in theory, like, oh, Jeter had the whole thing. Jeter doesn't want all these people. This is what Jeter, if you ask Jeter, he'd be like, I don't, can we do it over at hors d'oeuvres? You know, (laughs) like, let's just, you know, he, he doesn't want all of that. And, you know, so people were upset, but I think it's the move that makes sense. You gotta keep things moving. Like, you have to do something after missing all of last year. They don't have any Hall of Famers this year. Which, first of all, I don't really care that much about the Hall of Fame. Like, I like going to the Hall of Fame. Like, I went in February four years ago, something like that. Like, I'll go to the Hall of Fame. It's cool to walk through when no one else is there. But the idea of, like, going when it's all crazy like that. So, like, I don't know, maybe you can get fucking Luis Soho to sign a card. Who gives a shit? 
Dude, going to the Jeter ceremony, I liken it to it's like your friends are talking, we're going to do this big trip, you know, in, in a year, we're going to go across the country or whatever we're going to do, and you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm in, over drinks. And then you get to like a month out, and you're like, ah, do I really want to take a week off of work and, and commit to this trip? And you just start to get cold feet. That's how I viewed it. I was the same way as you. He had that walk-off hit against the Orioles. I cried like a baby. Definitely going to be there. And then, you know, up to like a year or two ago, I was like, eh, there's no way. It's hot as shit. I don't know if you've looked into the arrangements. Me and my dad had looked to go for Mariano, I guess, you know, the year before. Yeah. And it, it's like a three-night minimum for any hotel. You have to – you can't get anything within an hour of the place. Like it, it sounds like a, like a total production. Um, I was never going to do it, but there are people that are like obsessed with the Hall of Fame. When's the last time you went to Cooperstown? I've never been to the Hall of Fame. Never been to the Hall of Fame. Never been oh, to the Hall Nick, of Fame. Nick, yeah, we should I know. find it. We should find a time to go. It's fun. Like my wife took me for I don't know, maybe it was like my thirty first birthday, thirty second, something like that, and we drove up there from New York, and we there's some you know like there's a Holiday Inn or something you know there there are like bed and breakfasts in Cooperstown. They're not open that time of year. Interesting. And they're all booked up for when the Hall of Fame is there too. So, I don't know, we were maybe like 20, 30 minutes away, and we were near um, Omegong. The brewery is up there. Uh, and okay. So, it was cool. Like, we went up there. We went to the Hall of Fame. Um, I tried to film a bunch of content. I was with Barcelona at the time, and none of it came out good. It never saw the light of day. They have a, um, uh, you know, like a, a Babe Ruth's jersey on, like, a, a mannequin, and, you know, this fat fuck. And then I realized, like, I'm the same size as Babe Ruth in real life. <laughs> Like, he really wasn't that big. Um, and, like, yeah, it's a fun time. I mean, went to Omegong, had dinner, had some drinks. You know, the next day, headed back into town, like, went into a couple, like, card shops. But, like, what am, you know, what am I going to do? I'm a grown-ass man. So, like, Cooper sounds fun to, like, check out if you want, like, a weekend getaway. But going for that, it's just the infrastructure around is just not there for – to hold this big event in like in a comfortable way. It's just so people are upset about it. Get yeah, over people it. get really wrapped up in the Hall of Fame. Like people are and the I, writers, people everything. I've lost so much like I don't give a care about the Hall of Fame anymore because I don't get upset like the guys who are just like who didn't vote anyone in, right? This year it's like, oh they voted no one. And it's like, well how are you gonna get mad at this guy voting no one? When Barry Bonds Roger Clemens are not in there and you're voting no. Kurt Schilling as a player, he earned it off of it. Like he's a piece of shit. He's I a can't stand Kurt Schilling. Terrible person. Terrible human being. I've been blocked by him for forever, but I like on the merits of doing, you know, you got Ty Cobb killed two people and he's still in there. Yeah, it's, it's, it, well, now we, now we invoke this character clause that used to not be a thing. I mean, look, some of our legends were, you know, weren't the, weren't always the nicest yeah. guys. And M the Mick had his issues, you know, Joe D had his, you know, so whatever it is, but now everything's, you know, everything's under a microscope. Kurt Schilling though, you know, I remember 2001, 2004, I, I couldn't stand him. And everybody else, all the other non-Yankee fans, like, he's a great guy. He's got this charity. I, I don't, whatever, yada, yada, yada. And it's been so, gratifying to me to watch everybody else turn on him and be like, you know what? I fucking hated this guy for 20 years. So you're finally seeing what I'm seeing. Yeah. He's probably my top five of like just people who I'd like to get just a good shot at. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like if I could just get a good punch, it's like him. Barry Tech. 
Um, no, Veritex. No, I'm talking like anywhere in life. It's like him, Lindsey Graham. Um, <laughs> like this is true hatred. I used to do a blog called Yuppie Junk in 2009. And like, I was like, oh, great. I have this website. I can write anything I want. The first article I wrote, totally unrelated. It's going to be a comedy site. It has nothing to do with baseball, which is how much I hate Kurt Schilling. <laughs> I fucking hate that guy so much. Yeah, um, it caused a lot of heartbreak. I mean, between 01 and 04, that was the two biggest heartbreaks of my childhood. So I've just always hated him. And he was always smug. He always had the, like, you could always see, obviously there's more stuff that's coming out now, but you could always see it beneath him, like bubbling. Yeah, like, he should be voted into the Hall of Fame and die in a car accident on the way there. <laughs> and that's yeah. just him as a person, not as a player. Uh, and, you know, the fucking sock. Get over yourself. Oh, my God. Catch up, man. That was yeah. catch up. You know, when he re- when he released that, I don't know, three-page essay of why he wasn't getting in or whatever, I, I wanted him to admit so bad. I was like, oh, this is a tell-all. He's finally going to tell us and admit that that was just catch up. But he didn't. <laughs> I was a little disappointed. Ah, forget that guy. But listen, if you listen to this on Wednesday, Thursday, there are grown men in Florida wearing shorts and t-shirts playing catch for millions of dollars. And I love it. It's my favorite, my favorite days. Cause like the weather and I feel, I mean, you're a guy, you run hot. Obviously everyone knows that, but <laughs> when you can wear shorts and like a long sleeve t-shirt or like a light hoodie, those are the best days I got. Cause so when this comes out on Wednesday, it'll, it's my birthday. I got a, cause I bought a house, I got a pressure washer. And I was just telling my friend, I was like, I can't wait. Picture this, it's like March, 52 degrees, I'm in shorts, I'm in a long sleeve t-shirt, and I'm just out there power washing. That's relaxation. It's the best weather. No, it is. Do you, do you see yourself, you know, doing chores around the house? You know, spring, nice spring day. Yanks are playing at one o'clock. Maybe a little radio action, a little John and Susan as you're doing some chores. Or are you, are you getting that done before the game, after the game? I am. So I'm trying to figure out because I'm not handy. I'm okay. not handy at all. So this yeah. is like an entire, I have gone to the true value in Swedesboro, New Jersey <laughs> a billion times. And here's the thing. I, I, if I buy the wrong thing, I don't try to replace it. I'm just like, I'm just going to go buy the right thing. And now I also have the wrong thing for like in the future. Just in so case. Like, I bought a socket wrench and a set of sockets and no, no one at the register was like, just so you know, these will not go together. They are different sizes. <laughs> so then I just showed up back like 20 minutes later, just buying another socket wrench. Um, so yeah, I mean, no, I'm not a, I'm just, I'm not a radio guy. I'm, you know, it's just not for me. I just don't. I've just never been into it. So I will, I would imagine that I have an outdoor TV fairly quickly. Um, but, and that's mostly for like the pool, but like, yeah, like one o'clock, I don't want to be doing any stuff. I think I'm going to get up more chores. Okay. Yeah. 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 I tend to wake up early anyway. So let me just go out, do whatever it is that I have to do, get that done. Cause really every day when you're, in your like mid to late thirties, you have a kid and you're married and you've got responsibilities is just how can I get to the point where people leave me alone for like 10 minutes, yeah. you know? So it's like by one o'clock I need to be in that pool with the TV on and then I'm good. 
You mentioned the not being handy. I'm not handy at all, and I don't know if you've noticed this too. There's nothing worse than like some blue collar guy trying to shame the shit out of you for not like you don't know how to screw in a wrench or build a shed. Like, like I feel like they always just try to make you feel like shit, and that for some reason it makes me so insecure. I know it, it shouldn't, but I feel like I've been getting shamed by blue collar guys for not knowing how to do certain things my entire life. Yeah, but like statistically at the same time, they're more likely to drink more than they have like back pain from all this manual labor they're so good at. Then they take pills and they hit their wife. Like it's just – They love rubbing it in though. Yeah, yeah. and, and I'm saying the guys who it. rub it in, like that's what it is. Like if you're just a handy dude, like there are handy people who will like help you. Like I'm asking people a lot of questions. I brought in an electrician yesterday because, like, three rooms in the house don't have lighting in it. Like, it, there's a switch. It powers a plug. I guess everyone else who's owned this house, the other people on this house have gone, went lamps. I don't want to. And it's like, yo, real quick, like, three rooms recess lighting, that's a good, like, three grand. I'm like, all right. That's something, but that's something I will never be able to do. I will never be able to run electrical, you know, in the ceiling. But mounting my TV, I have to do that. I downloaded the TaskRabbit app, and it was like $100 an hour to get someone to do that. And all the reviews were like, yeah, this guy took like two hours to do it, and it's not a great job. So I'm like, all right, I have to do that shit myself. And now I'm not saying mounting a, a TV mount is, you know, I'm not reinventing the wheel here. But as like an entry level, you gotta walk before you can run. You gotta crawl before you can walk. So I gotta like figure some of that stuff out. I am gonna have a pool company do the pool. I'm gonna have them do it for a couple of years and like try to learn it. But it's not like a day one I can't take that over. I do think I am going to try to mow my own lawn. No, I agree with that. I always mowed the lawn just because I had no choice. But look, and I hated it at the time, but looking back, I'm like, yeah, I think this was like good. Good for me to have some responsibility. I'm going to give it this year of like, I want to see how like the grass even comes in. You know, like, does it come in great? Are there patches? Like, we talking I, push mower or a ride on? I'm going to do a push mower. Okay. It's not, you know, th- that like automatically moves itself. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But yeah, no, a ride on is, it would be too much for the size of my yard. You need a, sh- I mean, you might need a shed, I guess, if you were going to. Yeah. I mean, and it's like the last thing I want is a tool shed. I don't right. want to get to that point. I'd rather put in like a sauna. I'm already thinking like sauna. Ah, that'd be cool. You know, but yeah, there's certain things like I know my limitations. But even when I got like my house inspected, I told the guy, I was like, listen, so I know nothing. I'm a city boy. You could touch my hands. They're very soft. So I'm <laughs> yeah. going to follow you around and tell me everything I need to know. I took like voice notes and stuff. Yeah, I gotta figure it out, but it's just not a thing that comes naturally to me. No, yeah, you will. Any sentimentality, any sadness of leaving, leaving the house you're in now? So, um, no, not really. Like my, so my daughter left today. She went to her grandparents' house and it was like, oh, this is the last time you're ever going to be here. And, but like, you don't know that. Yeah, you and won't it, even remember anyway. Tomorrow morning at like 6.30, I'm taking the dogs to the pet hotel. And so there is a little bit of like for Susie. And I haven't been posting a lot on her stuff because I've been busy doing shit. So we're going to post like, you know, her – because the whole thing was she came up the stairs the first time. Now it'll be she comes down the last time. Um, But besides that, like, okay. So this morning I'm walking my dog. I'm walking George. And I see a lady come out of her house, get in her car, and she's the last car on like the end of the block, right? 
gets in her car, pulls it up like half a spot, gets out, gets in the minivan behind that car, pulls it up, and then gets in the front car and leaves. Like, just had to make sure she was taking up to, saving her spot, taking up to <laughs> spot. And I was like, I'm so glad I don't have to fucking deal with street parking anymore. I was running late because I ran sh- shit over to the house, and I'm parked illegally. Like, right now. Because I was just like, there's no parking. Like, I just have to get on and do this podcast. I'm probably going to go to Arby's anyway after this. Because <laughs> my wife's at the new house, like, doing laundry or whatever. And it's like, I'm about... I haven't smoked in the house. I haven't smoked in the house since she got pregnant. Oh, it's been a while then. Real, real tree. I mean, this is it. This is your well, big like, So I've been, like, I would smoke in the backyard or I would smoke in the basement bathroom with the, the fan on when it was, like, really cold. But, like, no, I think I'm just going to sit on my couch and smoke. Because, like... That's what I used to do. Make you feel young again. Yeah. Like 23. Yeah, like I'm fucking cool and not just some 36-year-old loser with anxiety and arthritis, and that's why I can get weed. <laughs> oh, man. On you that note, else? on yeah. that note, you can follow Nick on Twitter. At NKirbyNYY. Follow him. He's a good follow. He's a silly follow. I enjoy it. Follow me at JJ from Bronx. Follow the show at George's Box Pod. Like I said, give us a couple weeks. We'll start. Uh, wrapping our heads around what we're looking for in a person. I just kind of threw it out high. It is a need. Like, we do need someone else because, like, we have all this great banter, but neither one of us has the time to, aside from getting the podcast out, really run the social. So, um, yeah, we'll follow up on that stuff. Hopefully no one gets hurt in the next week. That's my big thing. It's like, now that they're going to play baseball, it's either someone's going to get hurt or we're going to find out someone was hurt, has been hurt. Yeah, you just mentioned anxiety. That's starting tomorrow for me. Yeah. I'm like, Boone's talking tomorrow. All right, who's, who's coming in with tightness? Yeah, like this time last year, Aaron Judge was fine. Right. <laughs> Little did we know, he was six months on a broken rib. Oh, my God. And his girlfriend's name dropping him in Arizona. I should have blocked him. <laughs> hey, the journey starts tomorrow. Starts in Tampa. Finishes in the Canyon of Heroes. Stay safe, wear your mask, all that fun stuff. We're almost through this. We'll see you at the parade. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.